of God. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've been talking for the last few weeks about what's the difference. You know, as children of God, you've got to know there's a difference between you and the world. Listen to me. Because I want to tell you, if you're not careful, the world will try to get you to be like them. Or to say, well, you're no different than me. But the difference is Jesus. Not only is the difference Jesus, but what happens when you make Jesus the Lord of your life. And you have to get to understanding that there is a different life that we live. And if you don't hear that, and if you don't understand that, you can be drawn into, well, you know, uh, we're just... I heard a guy say this one day, we're old sinners saved by grace. Well, I'd like to say it this way. I was an old sinner, but I've been saved by grace. There's a big difference in those two. Because one of them wants to keep you in the bonds of sin. When the Word of God says sin has no dominion over you, that means you can resist it. You don't have to do it. You can fight it off. You can live a different life. I don't know about you, but that's good news. Amen. So I've been talking about that and showing you the difference. You know, what's the difference? Uh, I read this definition several times, but, but it means the word difference means an instant of being unlike or distinct in nature, form, and quality. You're different. You're different. Now, I understand that you may not act different sometimes. But inside, there's something different. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, listen to what it says. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, or look. All things have become what? New. That means you're different. When I made Jesus the Lord of my life, October the 17th, 1974, I became a different person. I've always been the same. I've been handsome the whole time. but, (laughs) But there was a difference on the inside. I became a different person. So listen to this, because today I'm going to show you about one difference that you have to grab hold of for yourself, but it can can set you apart from the rest of the world. And let me just tell you this. When I was praying, I knew this was a message I needed to speak to you about today, because probably there's somebody here who desperately needs this. But if you don't need it today, you will need it in the future. Now, let me read you a scripture in Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 15. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. I like the way it says it. Listen, circumcision doesn't mean a thing. The only thing that really matters is living by the transforming power of this wonderful new creation life. All right, now listen to the next verse. And all of those who live in agreement with this standard will have true peace. We'll stop right there. 
all who live in agreement with this new creation, listen to me, will have what? True peace. There is a difference. You have a peace and you can have a peace in your life no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the difficulty, no matter what the adversity, no matter what's going on in the world, you can live in peace. And there's a reason for it. There's a big reason for it. Listen to me. You've got to hear this. I, I like what the, the Amplified Bible calls it. It calls it soul harmony. Everything's right with your mind and your spirit. It, it's flowing together. Everything's right. You're born of God. You're alive unto God. And your soul takes hold of that and you live in that instead of what circumstances dictate to you. Once you get a revelation of this and experience peace in your life, I want to tell you something. It will change, it will change everything about you. People will notice a difference. Well, aren't you upset? Aren't you mad? Doesn't that bother you? Are y'all still with me? Now listen to this scripture because this is going to help you. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. John chapter 14, verse 27. Listen to this. Jesus said this. I am leaving with you a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's good news. Listen, that's good news. Because if I can have that kind of peace in my life, and I have to tell you, everybody, listen, nobody's perfect at this. We can get agitated. We can, we can lose it, but you better go get it back. Because it makes you different. It changes you to a different person. I remember years ago, I better, I, well, it's been a long time ago. I guess I can tell it. Church, we had, the church hadn't been going very long. We had two ladies in our church that didn't like each other. Now, that doesn't go on in this church anymore, right? Nope. <laughs> we got perfect harmony. Everything's wonderful, right? So I was going to counsel with them. Now, I was young in the ministry. I didn't know much of anything, but I thought I knew more than they did. And so I, <laughs> these two ladies, younger, younger ladies were sitting, I was, we were sitting in chairs, you know, they were sitting here and I was kind of facing them and trying to talk to them about it. And the more I talked, the matter they got. Not at me, at each other. And before I knew it, one of them had jumped on the other one, grabbed them around the neck like this, and was just pounding on them, the other one. I, I know. I didn't know, I mean, so I, I jumped up and I grabbed the one that was doing the swinging. But the one who had her head in the thing, she was doing this, you know. So they're both at it. So I grabbed that one up's arm 
and literally bent it back up to where it was touching the back of her head. Finally, she let go. And then I had to get in between them. They lost their peace. They lost a lot more than that. But I got so mad at them, I lost my peace. I told them, I said, I am ashamed of both of you. God's ashamed of both of you. You ought to be embarrassed. I mean, I just, I let them have it because I got mad. But you know, listen, here's the funny thing about it. They looked at each other. They looked at me. One went out one door and the other one waited a little while and went out. And, and, and listen, they lost, they, they got their peace back. I don't know how they did it, but both of them kept coming to church. I don't know they ever reconciled. Maybe they did. I don't know. But, but they both kept coming to church and, and, and reconstructed their, their peace in their lives. And I'm still mad. <laughs> so you can lose your peace. Please don't, don't make me have to bend your arm up back behind you. Oh, Lord, I think both of them have gone to heaven so that they're rejoicing in heaven together. But here's the thing. Listen to me. One translation says this. The peace that I give is not fragile like the world gives. No, you can be at peace. You know, you can, you know, find some place which is calming and soothing and be at peace for a little while. Then you got to get back where you were. It's like driving on a country road and everything's fine. There's no traffic. And then you get on the interstate and all of a sudden. But listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying today. You are different as a child of God because Jesus said, I'm going to give you something. And I'm going to give you peace. And I'm going to give you a peace that the world can't give you. And I'm going to tell you, make it, add this to it. And I'm not adding to the scripture. But, and the world can't take it away. But you don't understand my circumstances. Circumstances don't have anything to do with it. Jesus literally released to us a powerful spiritual weapon to live in this world, and it's called peace. If you have not experienced the peace of God in your life, you're missing one of the greatest benefits of being a new creature in Christ Jesus. Because if you live in accordance, according to the Word of God, in agreement with living in Christ, then you can live in peace. And you can live a life that is amazing. And I, I have to tell you, I've had to grow into it as a spirit, as spiritually. But the older I get in the Lord, the more I cherish that peace that passes all understanding. That, I want that in my life. I want to live in that in my life. And I just want to tell you, the more, the further we get into the, the end of this thing, the more you're going to have to have it. You, you think about Jesus, I'm not going to read this scripture, but I'm going to just tell you this. You think about Jesus was on this boat. He was on this boat with the disciples and he had told the disciples, let's go to the other side. That ought to have been a good clue right there. They were going to go to the other side. See, listen, you have clues all the time about your life if you just stop and analyze them before you react. What does God say about this? What does the Word of God say? 
All they reacted to was Jesus was asleep and there was a storm. There was a storm. In fact, uh, the, the Greek text says hurricane proportions. We know about that, right? That's how bad it was. And so the boat was sinking. Well, you know what they did? They wanted to complain. They wanted to fret. They wanted to worry. And guess what? They blamed Jesus. It's amazing to me when we get fretful, when we get anxious, we're looking for somebody to blame. They did. Jesus, don't you care? We're about to die. And Jesus rebuked them for their, for their faith. No faith. You don't have any faith. Little faith. So, so here's what Jesus did. Okay? How many of you know Jesus was at peace? If you're asleep in a hurricane, either you're drugged or you've got amazing peace in your life. So here's what Jesus did. Now listen, this is going to be important later, so listen to this. So Jesus stands up after he rebukes them, and here's what he did. You ready? Peace. Be still. The peace he had, he spoke to the storm. And guess what? It responded. Write that down. It's going to be important later. So peace is powerful. And Jesus said, I give it to you. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.17 that Jesus came and preached peace to those who were afar off and to those who were near. It was part of his message. It's part of the gospel that we can have peace. Isaiah 53.5 says, the Amplified Bible says, the chastisement needful for us to obtain peace was upon him. Apparently, it was so critical that Jesus had to bear a punishment so we could have peace. And you want to lose it over anything? Jesus bore punishment for it. Why? So we could have peace. He died for us. Jesus said this. He said, this peace I give to you. Now, that sounds kind of... Normal, I give you, I'm gonna give you something. But if you read this in the Greek text, it actually says, I bequeath peace to you. It is a legal term, just like somebody was gonna give you something when they died, they would bequeath you their house or money or some something. That's what Jesus said. He said, By the way, uh, when I die, I'm gonna give you something. I'm gonna give you the same peace I've got. I'm going to give it to you. That's just a little bit different than the way the world thinks. And I have to tell you, you know, a lot of times the way Christians think. How do you know? Well, because you honked at me when I cut you off. <laughs> not once, not twice, but over and over again. Just joking. I don't know who you are. I honked at a couple one time at a yield sign. They were stopped at a yield sign. Elderly couple. Honked my horn at them. Both of them instantaneously jumped out of the car, shook their fist at me, <laughs> jumped back in the car, and just drove 
real slow. <laughs> Nowadays, if you hawk your horn at somebody, they're going to jump out and point a gun at you. <laughs> Keep your peace. Keep your peace. Everybody still here? Now, now listen to this, okay? Jesus said this in a different way in John chapter 16, verse 33, and I'm going to have to read this whole verse in the Amplified Bible, so just hang with me because it'll help you. Listen to this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Now, here it is. You ready? In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. So don't lose your peace. Well, I don't have it. Find it. I'm going to help you with that. Find your peace. Not something you can do, but something God does. God does by the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Now listen, there are times when I have experienced such supernatural peace, it didn't even make sense. I, I, y'all have heard this story many times, but when Becky and my girls were in that car accident years ago, I, I couldn't believe I was at peace. They're all three in the emergency room. The doctors are running to and fro. I went back there, and the two guys that had hit Becky, they were screaming and yelling, and, and Becky was there, and the girls were there, and they were all being treated at the same time, and I was at peace. It almost seems insincere to be at peace sometimes, doesn't it? But in essence, that's what God is expecting us as believers to do. You've got to make up your mind. It's in Jesus that you have all the peace that you need. Now, I'm going to show you something that will help you with your life. It's helped me with my life in regard to peace. It will, it'll, literally, it'll, it'll help you guide your whole life. I like what the Amplified Bible says, John chapter 14, verse 27, the last part of it. Listen to what it says. Stop allowing yourself... To be agitated and disturbed. So you know what that tells me? It's our responsibility to walk in peace. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. I saw somebody punch their wife right there. But no, that's not true. I'm just joking. You have to understand and realize that it's our responsibility. Jesus was very clear. He said, I'm going to leave you my peace, but you've got to stop allowing yourself to be agitated. Quit being frustrated in your life. 
Allow, allow the peace of God to work. Yeah, but if I don't do this and I then something, nothing's going to change. Listen to me. Let peace work. Because what you're doing is not God. I know nobody in here needs this message, but I know somebody's watching online today that's going to be helped by this. I love the way, I love the way uh, it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Again, it's an amplified Bible, but it just brings it out. Let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ's rule, listen to this, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. That peaceful state which as a member of Christ's one body, you are also called to live. You know what that means? That means, listen to me, that means peace can guide your life. Now, there's a difference between peace and comfort. Okay? Well, I'm comfortable. That doesn't mean you're at peace. But I want to tell you something. There have been many times in my life when something looked right, it looked like the right thing to do. I mean, everything just fell into place. And I mean, it, it was the right thing to do. But something on the inside, I didn't have peace. Every time I started to think about it or talk about it, or, or I, I just would lose my peace. I'd get agitated. I'd get frustrated. I learned, listen to me, I learned to let that peace be an umpire in my life. No matter how good it looked, no matter how sweet a deal it is or how wonderful it might seem to be, I hate to say it this way, this is an extreme case, but I've actually had people come to me, and I'm not going to say man or woman, but I've had them come to me, and they've just gotten a divorce. Now listen to me. And they have said these words to me, I never had peace about marrying them in the first place. Now, they didn't divorce because of that, but the spouse left. I never had peace. Well, we should have been married. It looked like a good fit. Everything, everybody was telling us how wonderful it was, but I never had peace. You better have peace about your decisions. And don't, listen to me, don't ever let them be decided by how you feel or what looks right, or looks good, or is a... Because I know people have jumped into things they thought were great deals that cost them almost everything. Peace can be an umpire. God's peace in your life. Yeah, but I, if I don't do this, I won't get this. Yeah, but you'd rather have peace than anything you can buy. Listen, I'm just telling you, we're moving into a time and a season in the world and in our nation where you're going to have to understand and know how to let peace work in your life and let it be what you live by. And you can't, you can't judge things by the outside. You've got to let that peace act as an, uh, an umpire. I love the Amplified. Deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. 
We are called to live in peace. Many times, I can't tell you how many times over the years, Becky and I we have to make a decision about something. First thing we talk about is, do you have peace about this? There have been times when I thought it was, we, let's go do it. And Becky said, I don't have peace about it. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> no, I've learned to listen to that. I've learned to listen to her. She's already rebuked me for using Creflo Dollar's name today, but <laughs> sorry, Creflo. Listen, you've got, to, you've got to learn to let that guide your life. There have been times when I, when I was invited to go and preach somewhere, like overseas, and I didn't have peace about it. And they're ready, they're prepared and everything. I said, I'm not coming. Why? I don't have peace about it. Well, why? I don't know. Sometimes you find out later why. Sometimes you never know. But you better learn to let it guide you. You better learn it because Jesus gave it to you for that purpose. You've got to make up your mind you're going to do that. Isaiah 26, 3, the New Living Translation says, God will keep you in perfect peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. All who trust in Him. All whose thoughts are fixed on Him. It's interesting because the word there, perfect in the Hebrew is peace. It actually literally says he will give you peace, peace. Perfect peace. Perfect peace. When you fix your thoughts, your heart on him, when you trust him. The New Testament says the same thing in Romans chapter 8, verse 6. It says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and Peace. We've got to make up our minds. That's how we're going to live, that we're going to flow that way in our lives. All right, so here, let me give you a formula. Okay, this is in the Bible. This is not me. This is what the Bible says. It says this in 1 Peter, listen to me, chapter 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 10. It's the, it's the New Living Translation. If you want to enjoy life and see happy days, how many of you want to enjoy life? Come on, how many of you want to... How many of you want to see happy days? Keep your tongue from evil. Your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do what? Now, now listen to this next. This is important. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Search for peace, work to maintain it. Why? The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and His ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. See, people, somehow got the idea, God's just listening to everybody, He's going to help everybody. That's not what the Bible says. You know, one of, the, one of the contributing factors to your prayers being answered, I'm going to show you this from the Word, is peace. Peace. When you make up your mind, you're going to live in peace. Now, let me show you this from the Word, all right? Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Listen to what it says. Be anxious for nothing. The Amplified Bible says, don't fret or have anxiety about anything 
All right, you ready? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You want to have peace on your life? Cast your care over on Him. You got an issue? Go pray about it. Give Him thanks for it and leave it alone. Guess what happens when you do that? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I love, I, I love the, the, this text because it actually says uh, in the Amplified that, listen to me, that peace will mount guard and garrison about your mind and your heart. It's like an army rises up around your mind and your heart when you walk in peace. That's why people don't understand you. Well, you're just ignoring the problem. No, I'm just at peace. I prayed about it. I know God's working. And I'm not going to fret about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to be anxious about it. I'm going to let God's peace work. I'm going to maintain God's peace in my life. I'm going to let it work in my life. I'm going to let it flow in my life. I'm going to stay, search for peace, and I'm going to work to maintain it in my life. Now, here's a scripture that can show you the difference between a believer and the world, okay? It's found in Isaiah 57. Again, it's the Amplified Bible because it helps us understand it a little easier. Listen to what it says. Peace, peace to you who are far off. And to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. I will heal him. Now, now listen to the rest of it. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, for it cannot rest, and its waters cast up dirt and mire. Now listen to the next verse. This is powerful. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. See, listen, when you don't walk in God's peace, you're always digging up dirt. You're always throwing up stuff. Things are always in a turmoil. It's always murky. It's always, if you've ever been to the ocean, you know those clear, beautiful waves come. But when they hit and they draw back out of the water, they drag up the, the bottom. But see, when you walk in peace, you don't do that. You don't live that way. I feel sorry for people who are always stirring up. Always, always stirring stuff up. There's no peace in that. Well, you don't know what they said. It doesn't matter. Well, you don't know what they did to me. It doesn't matter. Don't stir up dirt. Leave stuff alone. Let peace reign. Because you're not going to ever find peace that way. I'm talking to somebody this morning. You're not going to find peace that way because that's not the way Jesus gave it to you. That wasn't the purpose of it. That wasn't his plan. I like this part of it. If you walk in peace, the Bible says the Lord will heal you. 
You know why some people don't have healing in their house? Because there's no peace in their house. I just don't understand why we don't, why, why everybody's always getting sick. Well, maybe it's because there's no peace. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. Could be somebody's just ornery. You know, but, but you might want to look at that. If there's no peace, it opens the door. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? You know, she came and she touched Jesus' garment and Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. You know what the last thing that Jesus told her? Go in peace and be healed or whole of your plague. In other words, you better keep your peace if you, when you leave. You can get healed and you lose your peace, you open the door. You don't want to do that. You don't want to live your life that way. You cannot live your life that way. You, you are a child of God. There is a difference. And that difference is going to be significant in the future. And I'm not talking about the long, far off future. I'm talking about the quick, right now future. So you've got to understand how to do it. You can't look at yesterday you can't look at tomorrow. You've got to do it now. And when you make up your mind to do that, you'd be amazed at what can happen. Now, let me show you one other thing, and we'll be finished. But listen to this. Remember I told you that Jesus stood up and he spoke to the storm? And what happened? The storm became peaceful. All right? Now, listen to me. Jesus said this. He told the disciples, he said, go into the household. If it's worthy, now listen to what it says, let your peace come upon it. Wait a minute. Jesus told them, you have peace. I gave it to you. Now, if you go into a household and they treat you right, let your peace come on it. You can transmit peace. You can literally transmit peace. If you're walking in peace, you can transmit that peace to others. Now, when I saw this in the Word, it was many years ago. It's, it just so happened I came to church that, that Sunday to preach. I was going to preach it, use that scripture. And there was a baby, and I don't, don't ask me why I was over there, but there was a baby in the nursery or around the nursery. I don't remember the exact details. It was going ballistic, crying, 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 crying. I said, well, I've got peace. If I've got peace, I can transmit it to this baby. I said, let me hold that baby. Now, I'm not bragging. Don't, don't, don't go bringing me your babies. <laughs> okay. But I took that baby in my arms, screaming and hollering, and I just patted it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm a real nurturer, right? You can look at me and tell I'm a real nurturer. <laughs> but I held that baby, listen to me, and I had peace. And I just began to pat that baby on the back and just speak peace, peace, peace. And that baby stopped crying, totally changed, handed it back to her mother. 
Now, now listen to me. I, just, I believe the Lord did that just to show me that that scripture is exactly what it says. If you're in a household that's in turmoil, don't join in. Speak peace. Speak peace over your house. Speak peace over your household. Walk in peace yourself. You'd be amazed at what can happen in your house. Here's something that I'm going to finish with, and I want you to listen to this. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Listen to this. Blessed are the peacemakers. They shall be sons of God. Now listen to me. You got to hear what I'm about to say. All right, listen. We are not peacekeepers. It's not my job to try to keep the peace. It's my job to be a peacemaker. How do you do that? By releasing your peace. Speaking peace in your household. Maybe you're in a job that that it just seemed like all the time there's nothing there but strife. Just start speaking peace. Just speak peace over. Why? Because you have it. And you transmit it. But now if you're not walking in peace yourself, you can't do it. You've got to maintain it. You've got to get it for yourself. Now listen, it's not hard to get. For most people, listen to me, for most people, the reason you're not walking in peace is because you're being anxious and you're being fretful about stuff. So what do you do about that? The Word of God tells us. We just read it, Philippians chapter 4. You go to the Lord, listen to me, you cast the care over on Him, you ask Him to give you wisdom, you ask for that need to be met if it's that, that's what it is, and then you leave it alone and let peace come into your life. When you start living like that, it can be chaos around you and you can have peace. If you want to enjoy life and have happy days, live in peace. Live in peace. More money's not going to do it. Somebody straightening up in your household is not going to do it. Your job change is not going to do it because it's inside of you. Jesus said, my peace I bequeath to you. It belongs to you. Amen. Amen.